people. I definitely thank God for my sweet wife and just everybody in the house of God. Amen. And, and we're going to get in this word. Good to see Mama June back. Amen. I love her. And uh, uh, I wouldn't have been comfortable with her being away that long with anybody else but Pastor Rondi and Sister Cassie. And uh, that, you know, she, so that is a good connection right there. So we, but we glad to have her back in the house of God. Amen. So we're going to get in this word and I want to tell you in advance what I want to talk about. I'm going to take the mystery out of it. And, and I want to do some discipleship through preaching today. Uh, last Sunday, we talked about revelations on backsliding. Y'all remember that? And basically taught you how to not backslide. Was that good? Yeah. Uh, how to not go backwards, how to not slip out in your walking relationship with the Lord. And a perfect follow-up to that, and we're going to bridge them, and don't be shocked if I refer to some points to ponder from last week, but I got fresh manna for you today. And a perfect follow-up to how to not backslide, how to not fall out the faith, and all that kind of good stuff is this message I want to preach today uh, with one word. I, today I want to talk from the thought, established 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 some of you have heard the phrase establishment somebody refers to a business or a restaurant this is a fine establishment you know so we're going to talk today from that one word established now generally speaking i'm not a minimalist preacher <laughs> i don't do a lot of one word sermons because i like to make sure people understand where i'm going but this message today and this word, Autry, is so loaded and comprehensive and easy to understand. I think that by the end of the next hour or so, you'll be right with what God wants you to know. Amen. Amen. But we're going to talk about established. Now, over in 2 Chronicles 20 and 20, there's a familiar passage, if you have your Bible, in one verse. Uh, and then we're going to go to Isaiah chapter 7. But in 2 Chronicles 20 and 20... This was when the people of God, Judah, was being under attack by Ammonites and I believe uh, other ites, <laughs> I'll say it that way. People were coming against them. And the Bible says that they rose early in the morning and went out in the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat, the leader, stood up and said, hear me, KCC. Hear me, Judah. Hear me, people of God, is basically what he was saying. And you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe, believe, key word for today's message, believe. Everybody say believe. 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 Believe the word your God and you shall be. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. What's going to happen when you believe the word of God? You shall be established. If I tell you shall be, if I say, give me this pocketbook there and you shall receive $100 and, and you give me uh, the pocketbook, what's the next thing that's to follow? $100. It is a transactional statement. When he says, believe, amen, the Lord your God and you shall be established, amen, there is a transaction going on in exchange for your belief you will be established. There's a transaction. How do you believe the Lord your God? You have to believe his word. Believe his word, amen, and you will be established. Believe his preachers, 
his prophets, his messengers, and running a close second, you're going to prosper. How many people in here want to be established and prosper? I want both. I want both. Now, that verse seems real easy to acculturate to because one would say, well, why would you not believe his word? Why would you not believe his prophets? But listen to me, saints of God, people unbelieve all the time. Unbelieve is a common thread of the culture and a common thread of church. Unbelief is a normal thing amongst the saints, unfortunately. So half the time, we spend eons of time in our messages, probably the, the first 30 minutes, 40 minutes, just to, to transform people's mind to buy into what we're preaching. And by that time, we got about 15 minutes left to really tell you how it works. But this morning, is that right, Pastor? This morning, we want you at the beginning. Everybody say at the beginning. beginning. No, somebody say something that the devil don't want you to say. No, Pastor knows more than me. I want you to say that. Go ahead. It's all right. Get it out there. He does. On this subject, he knows more than me. It's okay for you to say somebody is smarter than you in something. And with what I'm telling you today, I know more than you. If you're in the room and you think you know more than me, meet me after church. I'll give you 80 scriptures for your one to demonstrate you don't know what you're talking about. So stay with me now because I'm tried and true in this. I'm not a novice. The Bible says he's of age. He can speak for himself. The stuff I'm going to teach you today will revolutionize your life if you believe the word and the prophet. I'm no longer dumbing myself down to people in a spirit of humility, which is basically false humility, when quite candidly, you need to listen. Amen. Amen. You just need to go ahead and listen. All right? There's a great hymnist. Amen, who wrote a tremendous hymn many years ago, and many of you can't relate to Scripture, and you can't relate to Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine, and what a friend we have in Jesus don't mean a lot to you. But there's another hymn that was written that said, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. If you can't get with any other song, message, word we put out there, that hymnist was prophetic. That at some point in your life, you got to listen to somebody that knows more than you. Last time I took my car to the shop, the mechanic knew more than me. I acquiesced to his expertise. So this morning, the question becomes, why did you come to church? Amen. The inevitable answer to that question should be, you came to learn from somebody who might know and does know more than you about this because I'm the preacher of the gospel all right have we established that so we will not take 50 minutes to convince you that I'm right I'm just going to preach the word this morning is that okay believe his word and you will be established believe his messengers and what happens you shall prosper now running a close second to this scripture note the word established is in this verse I want you to go over to Isaiah chapter 7, 
And this is a very similar word. In fact, if you look it up in the Hebrew, it is the same word established. As a matter of fact, it's not similar. It is the exact word that is used in 2 Chronicles 20.20. And as I was studying this over the last few weeks and developing this word and churning it in my spirit and in my heart and in my soul, amen, I believe God instructed me to help you see the sharp contrast between unbelief and belief. Are you all in here? And so the Bible says to the head of Ephraim and Samaria. Look at this. To the head of Ephraim and Samaria, he's talking to the people of God, and the head of Samaria is Remalah's son. Here's a key phrase. If you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. God, that's powerful. Are y'all seeing how these verses connect? Believe and you will be established. Don't believe, you will not be established. That is simply a fancy way of saying could be, could be not. You ever had a doctor come out of ICU and say it could go one way or another? Could be, could be not. And the key to being is being established on belief. Are y'all learning already? So if I don't believe, I won't be established. Well, if I'm not established, it's not going to happen. Whatever it is, can I preach a little bit of faith? If I don't believe, it's not going to come to pass. But if I believe, then it's going to be established. So that would make me say, what does it take to believe? Because I want to be established. Isn't that right? I want to be in the establishment. I want to be firm on what God is saying. So he says, believe the Lord your God and you'll be established. But if you will not believe, surely you will not be established. Pastor Roger, show us where we're going today. You don't have to write this down. This is just introductory. Today we are dealing primarily with two things. I am dealing with your character development and your faith functioning. Those two things. So when we talk about being established, I'm talking about you being established relative to your growth and character development in God in an overall sense. That is, in 2023, you are a better person than you were in 2021. You are firmly established on some new character norms. You have, relative to your life, you have grown. You have gotten better. You have progressed. The Bible says somewhere over, I believe, in the book of Timothy, that uh, you meditate these things, that your progress may be evident to all. That people could look at you a year later and say, man, now she, done, she, she grew. Kind of like Sister Michelle's testimony this morning. Yeah, no, she, she's gotten better now. She's she progressing financially and character. A lot of good things has happened in her life in the last three to four years since she joined this ministry. There, there, is, a, there is a development that has occurred. I'm, I'm at another place now than I was five years ago. Who wants that to happen in your life? I do, y'all. I do. I do. I think I'm talking to the right crowd. I want to develop. I don't believe in wasting time. I, I, I say like the great Dr. Fred Price, amen, I'm not a good salesman for something I don't believe in. Amen. And the reason why I teach or preach what I teach or preach and meet you every Sunday is I believe this. 
This is not just a religious ceremony. This is not just something neat for me to come and do. There are a thousand and one ways I can make money, so I don't pastor church to make money alone. There are a lot of things that we could be doing on a Sunday, but we are here for three hours. Amen. Somebody say, Pastor Rogers, more like six. Right. We are here for six hours. Amen. Praise God. And good for you if you can go to church for three hours because you went to the Panthers game for five. So please get smart with me. And that's not going to redeem your soul. So stop it. We will not be a raceway church. We will not come together to make you feel good because you checked the Sunday morning box of getting together and getting a little chicken soup for the soul for 22 minutes and a half because after all, your kid has AAU practice. And we got to get him out in time. Forget deliverance, forget being redeemed, forget growing. There are very few Christians in churches today that are growing. The big depot churches, you're not growing, you check a box. There's no challenge. There is a motivational speech that makes you feel really good, amen, and the Buddhist and the Muslim can sit right next to you, and they do, for the record, in the same church, and there is no conviction. There's no need for an altar call. I am not that kind of pastor. I don't want to be that kind of pastor. That is not my ambition. Amen. Are you all in here? I want to see establishment, growth, character, come on, say it, development. Amen. By the time I get to quarter four this year, I want to know more about God than I know right now. By the time I move into next year, I want greater anointings. We'll talk about that this afternoon. By the time I move into, to, to, Lord, delay is coming, 2028, 20, my God, I want to be doing some things that I hadn't done yet, done yet because I grew in God, so that leads to faith functioning faith functioning, amen, that I can believe God in new categories of belief, amen. I could believe God relative to my finances, to my health, amen, relative to the salvation of my loved ones. I can believe God and know that my faith is indeed growing in God. Are you all still in here? So we still with the text, believe his word and what's going to happen? You're going to be established. But what did Isaiah say? But if you Now, notice the key word. Can y'all put it back on the screen? Because sometimes I go too fast. But the key word in Isaiah uh, 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 7 and 9 is the word will. 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 Will is the crucial catch. If you will not, not if you cannot. This is not about what you can do. Married couples, you heard it yesterday in your seminar. This is the power of human will. What you are willing. Isaiah 119, if you be willing and what? Obedient. What happens, y'all? What happens? You eat off the good of the land. So what's the only reason why someone will not eat off the good of the land? They are not willing. They're not willing and obedient, and therefore they do not eat off the good of the land. The lepers, I believe it was the leper that asked Jesus, you know, you know, will you make me clean? Jesus' question was exactly what Isaiah is saying here. Jesus said, I will. I will. What is God's will relative to sickness and disease? Faith development. He wants you healed. Because by his stripes you were. It already happened. That is God's will. But whether or not you get healed has more to do with your will than it does God's will. 
If you believe, can y'all see why I'm going slow? If you believe, you'll be established. But if you will not, not cannot, but will not, I will not believe. That is very different from the man who was struggling to believe. He said, Lord, I believe, but help, help me. See, some of us need to start praying like that. No, Lord, I'll do it, but I need your grace. I need your help. Teach me. That's what Pastor Rogers is doing. Teach me how to live in faith. Teach me how to walk by faith. I've never been exposed to the fact that I can speak a thing, decree a thing, and it be established. I've never been exposed to the fact that I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I've never been exposed, amen, to, to the right of this room. I'm looking at a lady who we laid hands on, cursed cancer, and all her hair is back. I've never been exposed to the fact that an incurable cancer can be healed. I'm looking at a lady four rows, five rows, ten rows behind her who had diabetes, with whom we took authority, and she doesn't have diabetes today. So, so, so even if I have not been exposed to that, that does not mean that this does not happen. And that's why the righteous have to testify that it does happen. Tell of his wondrous works. So somebody else can say, man, people get healed of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Had a member two weeks ago diagnosed with bipolar. Worked the kingdom system over the last two years. Their doctor told them, you are done. Tell them off no medicines. You don't need it. You are officially done. I said, who told them? They're a doctor. Don't you go tell somebody Pastor Rogers told you. I didn't tell you to come off of anything. Who told them to come off of their medicine? Their doctor. And they came off. Does God heal bipolar? Yes. yes. But why? How did that happen for that individual? Because will, will. I will believe that he can heal bipolar. And I will work a system that will get me healed, and once you get healed, the thing you did to get healed is the thing you got to do to stay healed. Uh-oh. I cannot go to the revival and receive my healing, my breakthrough, and my abundance and assume that it, it will go unmaintained and stay the same. Kenneth Hagin said he had to listen to faith all the time because he didn't have time to get over into anything because the thing he did to become healed of, amen, a condition that was incurable was the thing he needed to do to stay that way. And I believe he lived to 87 or something like that before he went to heaven by his will and he was healed. Are you all getting that? So if you will believe, you'll be established. But if you, what's the key phrase in that, y'all? Will not. Some of y'all think I was harsh in the beginning when I said, no, 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 listen to me. I'm smarter, da, 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 da. You know what I was doing? Just pushing your will just out of the way. Are you going to listen or are you not? Because all the non-listeners, we want to offend you early. We just want to get you off. Yeah, no, they ain't going to work. Just move them out the way. You can close your notebook. But for everybody else in here that will, everybody say, I will. Come on, somebody say, I will. Everybody else in here that wants better, amen, I will believe and I will not be in the same spot I am this year, next year, this time. I am going to grow in God. I'm getting better in God. Hallelujah. I am getting developed in character and in faith because I want to be established. I want to be established. There are some things that in the word of God that I'm so established on, I don't care. Yeah, excuse me, if you got all the seminarians in the world, 
a little water went down the wrong pipe. I don't care if you got all the seminarians in the world and put them on a panel and gave them Bibles and said, convince Dr. Rogers that faith doesn't work. I would sit in front of everyone you put up there and I'd show them 10 scriptures to their one that faith works. When I started this ministry, I thank you, dear. I didn't start it off of a wham. I didn't start it because of a bishop with a big ring came down and gave me 42 people. I started and developed it by my faith. So I am established in the fact that this works. Are you all in here? No, this, this really does work. Thank you, sweetheart. This, this works. Somebody say amen. Mm-hmm. Can't be convinced of that. Come on. Mom's in the room. If somebody told you that um, you didn't have a baby, you'd all but slap them, wouldn't you? Because you was there when you did all that pushing and screaming. Is that not true? You say, oh, oh, no, 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 no. You can't convince me that I didn't have a baby. In fact, amen, you can't convince me that only a woman can have a baby. You know who, who ought to be as strong as anybody against homosexuality? A woman, don't try to act like us. You know what we had to go through to be who, <laughs> you, do you know what it takes to be a mom and push a baby out? No, 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 and a thousand times no, will you ever be able to push a baby out? Y'all ought to be the greatest champions for heterosexuality. Instead of going with your best friend to the Mac store and helping him try on the same makeup you put on. And while we at it, why is he your best friend? It's because you're not established. You're not, you're not established yet. You, you're still figuring out whether or not this word is right relative to perverted lifestyles. You haven't figured that out yet. You're not established. But the Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not. Now, see, I'm established on that. <laughs> so none of my best friends are swindlers. Amen. I'm established on that. I'm established on how God created things to be. And it's not just homosexual. I'm established on, on, on to drink or not to drink. I don't drink. You know why? Because I'm just, I'm just established. There's nothing the devil has out there, amen, that can refute what I am. Are y'all seeing the point now? Established on. Pastor, get to another scripture. No, wrap your arms around. Believe or not. Could be. Could be not. Did I show it to you in scripture? If you will believe, you'll be established. But Isaiah says, but if you will not, you will not be established. What is the Hebrew word for established? Amen. It is a word that means firm or permanent for all my note takers. To be firm or permanent. When a person is established, this word established in both 2 Chronicles 20 and 20 and Isaiah 7 and 9 is a word that means to be firm or permanent. Amen. In fact, it is very close to another uh, Hebrew word, which is the word kun, which means fixed. Fixed. And I want to show that to you over in Psalm 57 and 7. And I want you to look at this. And we're going to disciple today. Is that all right, y'all? Psalm 57 and 7. Uh, if I'm showing it to you right, let me see. Amen. Yes. And depending on your translation, mine uses the word steadfast. King James may use the word fixed. But the Bible says, my heart is 
fixed or steadfast. And he says it again. Oh, my heart is what? Steadfast or fixed. Are y'all getting that? That word fixed is the word kun. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. K-U-W-N. My heart is steadfast. My heart is fixed. This word fixed, if you're writing, means to fasten. Fasten. To fasten. When something is fixed, you fasten it. If I took a clamp and I fixed it to this plexiglass, my hand is the clap, clamp, it's fastened to it. It's fixed. There, there is no moving of that clamp because it is fastened. It is fixed to this plexiglass stand for whatever reason. Those cameras back there that they use for television, they, 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 they are fastened to that tripod. It is fixed to that tripod. So when the psalmist said, and this is getting rich, my heart is fixed, he is saying that my total belief system has been established, fastened to God's word. I take God's word as final authority on everything in my life. Is that making sense? Because my heart is fixed, it is fastened on God's word. I don't argue with God's word. If I find myself in God's word, I change to it. There's no tradition that I have that can override God's word. You used to think a certain kind of way about a certain way of living, not just homosexual lifestyles, any lifestyle. But then you got a hold of what word? God's word. And your heart got what? Fixed. Pastor, what does that have to do with anti-backsliding living? When your heart gets fixed, there's no room to backslide. I'm growing you in character now. You, you are anti-backsliding because your heart is what? Uh, Y'all, there's a place in Christianity to where it's all but impossible to backslide. Because not only is your heart fixed, but your life's regimen, amen, moves in that direction. So, make it easy, pastor. Let's go for my babes in the Lord. If your heart is fixed, it's not only that you can't go to the club anymore, you don't. Did y'all catch that? Because now I will. See, now we're pushing in on that. It's, it's not that I, 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 can't, I can't do this or I can't do it. Yo, I, I don't deal with can'ts with God. I, I, there's no loopholes in my relationship with God. Are y'all getting this? There's no, what do y'all call those little gelatins, whatever, you know? Those shot glasses, you know? Jello shots. Somebody, I knew I'd get some help. Somebody would be honest. <laughs> and that's not because she's still drinking it. That's because she still remembers. Yeah, I knew I'd get some help somewhere. Notice how I don't even know. You know why? I, I, I'm not, in, I don't, my heart is, I always crack up when I'm in churches and where pastors really want a reaction out of the people, they'll say something going on in the culture, y'all, and please forgive me, I'm not trying to come off as haughty, and I will not be aware of what they're talking about, but the congregation will be going wild, like, you know, they'll say something like, yeah, you need to stay woke, everybody, ha ha! <laughs> and then I say, but what are y'all listening to, though? Right, what? right. right. Because, see, when your heart is fixed, you don't have time for all the weird stuff in the culture. Your heart is fixed. Oh, help my young men. Didn't I tell you I would preach to this a little bit today? You know why you're not at risk to becoming a Hebrew Israelite? 
Because, number one, it's a stupid religion. Let's go there first. Let's not even worry about the heart yet. Let's just go with religions that don't make sense. If you're a Hebrew Israelite, would you please go down to Palestine and move them people off your land and stop marching in America? Try it. Get a one-way ticket. Ain't no sense in paying for two because you're coming back in a box. Stop all the New York marching. Go get your property back, baby. It's dumb as a box of rocks. You're not Hebrew. We can start there. Let's just do a blood test of origin. You not Hebrew. We need a shirt that says that for our people. You're not Hebrew. But because you deal in perversion, guess what happens with your mind? You start getting perverted. And somebody used the right phrase over here, you get warped. And when you get warped, you think of new ways of thinking because character development, you have no humility and nobody can tell you anything. Back to the point earlier today, there's nobody that's smarter than you. Isn't it amazing how 30-year-olds know everything? That's amazing to me. 22-year-old, boy, you done developed, boy. You, you got a revelation. And see, I'm man enough to just tell you that, yo. Right? At a certain point, you got to say, now, wait a minute. God is still establishing me. Come on, come on. It's not just for the young people. Because you know what the Bible says? Y'all know I know the Bible. Didn't I tell y'all earlier I was, I was smarter than you on this? So stay with me now. You know, one of Joe's friends said, the elderly are not always wise. So you can be 72 in here, and you still ain't established. And I say that with much grace and much honor for our elders, but you can be old and not right. Don't know, yeah, them young people need to do this. No, you ain't established. Come on, somebody. Come on, if you still snuffing, you're not established. Go ahead and giggle it off. You're not established, though, because that's not right. Anybody ever dismiss somebody because of their age? Yeah, I have. I, I just let it go. Oh, yeah, they just kind of, oh. And then the Holy Ghost be like, no, but that ain't, that ain't right, though. Right? And you don't come and rebuke your grandmother now, but the Bible says you entreat her. You entreat her. You go, now, Mama, you ever thought about the fact that, you know, we probably shouldn't be doing that, though? I don't know, mama. You tell me what you think. That's gracious, right? Is that right? So all of us need to be established in one area or another. We used to think a certain kind of way, but now since we've developed, our heart is like a clamp to the word of God. And when we find ourselves in the word of God, our heart is what? Fixed. And he says it again, my heart is what? fixed. Now try to pry my hand off of that. No, 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 no. The only thing moving with my hand is the word. Amen. My hand is going to go where, where God is going because guess what? I am fixed. Does that make sense? And that's why, y'all, so many Christians are on today, off tomorrow. Oh, take your time, Pastor Rogers. I want you to think about the people, and I'm not on social media, but think about the people who could get out of a church service and talk about the move of God and how dynamic it was, and you trace up their social media, and you'll see cuss words and all kinds of other stuff coming out of the same mouth, y'all, within a day of their last post. Y'all, I know I'm preaching the right word this morning. 
how does that happen? Because what I recognize is by and large, what you put out on Sunday is not who you really are Monday through Saturday. Who this is a good teacher. That's not who you, it's just not who you really are. So many of you in the room, so many of us in the room, do you do not practice Christianity? This is a religious checkbox system to where you can work your white collar corporate job and feel real good that you did your civic duty by going to church on Sunday, but you have no intentions of letting the word find you out. No intentions. You know why? Because you're not fixed yet. And the danger, preach Pastor Rogers, of not being fixed. If the clamp is not hard, you ever had a loose clamp? You can pry something out of the hand. And that's when you backslide. <laughs> that's when you start talking about, well, I guess them Hebrews got something to say. Man, that is deep. Yeah, deep and stupid. I just don't like some things, y'all, you know, and I know, you know, for, for our people, sometimes we just got to be gracious. And, you know, you guys, some of you in here, you've been taught to be honored even when you're not right. I almost said another word. People honor you. You know, I had an NFL player who was going to our church some years ago, and he uh, was good, too. He started cornerback, and, you know, he would come to church and, and during the season, off season especially. And he said, Pastor, I see what you're doing for all the young people that's doing right, you know, and uh, man, I think that's great. You know, we, we would bless the kids that were getting good grades. Or they was, remember the I Am A Man program and stuff like that. They could earn their first black suit. Well, actually, that's your program. I'm a man. And it was the first black suit, right, that we, we used to do. And uh, they learned how to be a man and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, they get blessed for it, gift cards or whatever. And he said, well, Pastor, I see what you do for the kids that do right. But, sir, what are we doing for the kids that don't do right? Nothing. <laughs> what do you mean? Y'all see how warped that is? He said, I, I, I got a pot of money. I want to bless somebody that's not doing right because Pastor Gabe, <laughs> Pastor Gabe, I want to encourage them to do right. Right. This is how you encourage them to do right. Hey, do right. <laughs> Go ahead and do right. And then when you do right, you get blessed. But if you don't do right, you don't get blessed because that's the real world. When you get established, oh, I'm talking now, you get blessed. When you unestablished, could be. Y'all think I let him bless the knuckleheads? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You can go talk to him and tell him how to do right. Man, if you do right. I got something for you. If you don't do right, amen. If you will, you'll be established. But if you die, you will not be established. Preach Gabe Rogers. I believe I will. Amen. He said, my heart is fixed. What is, what is the heart? Leb. 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 Leb, y'all, is a Hebrew word which means your feelings or will. Same word. So when he says, my heart is fixed, like a clamp, he is literally saying, my feelings, my will concerning the things of God is fixed. Can I say something, y'all? I'm going to be a Christian for the rest of my life. 
I clear I am. And I, and, and I say this with much grace and humility between the church and all of our broadcasts, Norfolk, Charleston, and, and the world at large, not even including YouTube. Thousands of people would see us teach and preach every week. But I want you to know, if every one of those thousands of people wrote me a letter tomorrow and said, I just don't believe nothing you're saying. I, you know, I've turned from the Bible. I'm not so sure Jesus is Lord. If everybody in this room got up, put up a finger, and walked out right now, I, I'm like Noah. I'm fixed. There is absolutely no change in me relative to the word of God. And this is a very important principle that you're learning because once you get fixed, backsliding ain't even on the table. It, y'all, it ain't even a conversation. It's a huge joke. Almost letting go. And I, and I, and I, I blame the church for letting those songs slip in and, and make you a whiny baby Christian. Make you a poor mouth Christian. Look at the difference between what they call contemporary Christian music and what they call gospel music. Now, it's funny to me that the gospel music don't sound nothing like the gospel. The gospel is Luke 4 and 18, amen, by which the blind can see, the oppressed go free, the acceptable year of the Lord, finances come back in. But come on, every time we listen to gospel music, it gives you a gigantic violin to stay captive. Whereas contemporary music is all vertical, vertical, worshiping God, honoring God. Lord, we love you. And I wonder why some folk just behind. Because what you feed your soul keeps you behind. But how many of you going to be a Christian the rest of your life? Well, your live has to be fixed. Your lab, your will, your will, your will. It's not that I got to go to church this afternoon. We going somewhere, Nicole. You know what? I, I, I just want to go. No, nobody's handcuffing me to get me to church today. Uh-uh, I got a car and the keys. I can go home whenever I get ready. I hope you're in church today because you wanted to be here. I tell people all the time, don't do us a favor now. You know, we appreciate you, but we all right. Amen. You coming out of your will so that you can get better. Somebody say amen. amen. So that you, I'm teaching the right word, so that you can develop in God. Because, y'all, let's face it. When it's all said and done and this term of life is over, what matters most? <laughs> Did I say something, Felicia? Yeah, what's going to matter most at the end of the day? Do you understand? People that's in eternity, some right now wish they could hear me preach again. Or a pastor or somebody tell them the gospel of Jesus? Do you understand that it is a wrap for some people? As of right now, there is no, no purgatory, my Catholic brother. There is no special place you go to to get a second shot. This is the only life by which you get to make a determination that Jesus not only, come on, remember the series, not only is he Savior, but he's... He's Lord. I've made him Lord. He is master, ruler, and controller of my life. And I'm just going to do what he says to do. I want to be, what's our phrase today? Established. That's the word of the day. Somebody say, it's time to get established. Amen. Getting established, if you're writing, is a function of knowing what God said. That's what you get established on. You have to know. Amen. My people, Hosea 4 and 6, are destroyed because of a what? A lack of knowledge. Amen. I got to know. If I do not know, amen, what the Lord says, I cannot be established. 
I don't want to be established on what a man says. Go to Psalm 20 and 7 through 8. I want to be established on what the Lord says. That's why I teach the word of God so often, because I want to be established on this book. Look at this. Some trust in chariots. Do y'all see that? And some and horses. But we will remember the what? Name of the Lord our God. You're going to remember the what? The name of the Lord our God. Why are we not going to do what they did? Because they have bowed down and fallen. But we have risen and stand upright. That was a fancy way of saying, which one of us won? The people that trusted in God or the people that trusted in man? You look on the other side of gospel preachers versus carnal preaching, gospel word of faith churches versus fundamental churches that don't believe in the Holy Ghost, the word of God or anything like that. And you put them, I'm saying this lovingly and with grace, through a trial like COVID. Get on the other side of that storm as we are now and see who the last men standing are. Whose churches are still open, thriving, functioning, and doing anything worth doing? Because some trusted in men. Some went with everything CDC. Everything government. But some put their trust. Oh, Jesus. Preach Gabe Rogers. Some went with man's advice and man's But some was established. Established. Oh, if the government said, y'all preach Jesus one more time and every pastor that says it is going to jail that day, I would invite the news, turn every camera up, all the lights, and I'd get up. I wouldn't even let the praise team sing. I would say, today's lesson is Jesus. Turn to the Bible in any verse where you can find the word Jesus. And that is what we're going to talk about the whole time. You know why? Because I have become established on the fact that for God I will live. I wish I had help. And for man, if it cost me my life, for God I would die. I'm not taking the mark. I said, I'm not taking the mark. (laughs) There's no marks for me. Hallelujah. If you'll take other things, who says you won't take the mark? That's good teaching. It's quiet. Amen. Oh, no, I would never do that. How do you know what you won't do? Yeah. No, I'm not taking any marks. Amen. None for me. As a matter of fact, I'll be raptured out by the time they start passing them out. Oh, even so, come Lord Jesus. Aren't you glad you're getting out of this world? Aren't you glad you're established in him? Aren't you glad you're born again? All the same people shout hallelujah. Glory to God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stood upright. My uh, uh, sister, 40s and 30s, y'all, and some of you older too, you believe in for a husband. I'm talking to the younger crowd on purpose because watch this. Amen. You, you know, them girls out there doing everything they big and bad enough to do, they handing it out like candy. But you make a determination, come on, that you established. And you're not going to do it. You don't care. Well, yeah, they got a boyfriend, but shucks. I'm E. They got a boyfriend that's a mess. I'm E. 
established and you go ahead and you watch them go elope and get married, amen, to an undercover brother, but you stay home with your pretty self, amen, trusting, hallelujah, the God that's not going to let you fall and you will know in five years they bowed down and they fell, but you rose up with somebody named Bobby, somebody who loves God with all his heart. You may have waited a little longer, but because you was established, God came through. It'll look like sinners are winning. It'll look like sinners got the upper hand, but you stay on the Lord's side. Whoever's on the Lord's side, come to me. You stay on the Lord's side and you say, whatever it costs, I am established. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Even if you don't get it in this lifetime, aren't you glad can't nothing compare to heaven? Oh, hallelujah. I said, aren't you glad can't nothing compare to heaven? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you will get it on this lifetime. But if you believe, you'll be a staff. Yeah, y'all go on. I'm going to stay here with my pretty self. Come on, boys. My hands. Oh, where you going, man? Bible study. <laughs> You ain't coming now. Nah, I go to Bible study. Yeah, you're not trying. Now nah, I'm good, man. You know what I do on Thursdays, though? I go to Bible study. You know why, though? Because it's not, it's not that I have to go stop. No, say, Koo, don't call me six times and send me eight texts to see if I'm coming to church. I don't need a discipleship partner, y'all, to tell me when to get to church. I know what time church starts. And I have been established. Furthermore, if they got to text you one too many more times, we're going to tell them to stop because we're trying to make you do something you don't want. So I say amen. And how many of y'all know we ain't nobody's side piece? You don't get to me when you're ready. <laughs> I say you don't get to me when you're ready. What I'm divvying out is the living word. What I'm divvying out will save your life. What I'm divvying out will take you to another level in God. Lift your hand and say yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. And some of you do better if you stop letting people treat you that way. I don't let people treat me that way. I invite somebody, I'll text them one, two times. That's it. Begging you. Because we need you. No, we, we've been... I think I'll join in 17 more months. Okay, baby, do what you got to do. You know what, though? We be, it's that. You're going to see 16 more people close on the house while you're still trying to figure out what God doing. Can you go ahead and get, it's quiet. Can you get established? Why can't you get established? We're in a non-committal culture. Why does a young man date a girl five years and still don't know? A non-committal culture. Better question, why does she let him do that? What is going on in here that makes her think she got to sit and wait for somebody to come around a corner as if he's the one that died for the world and rose again? Will you please blow that smoke in somebody else's ear? If you don't want to commit to me, there is somebody that will love me the way I'm supposed to be loved. There was somebody that will honor me the way I'm supposed to be honored. And in the meantime, I will be established by myself with some popcorn at home, loving God with my pretty self. Come on, ladies, shout hallelujah. Because you're established. 
I'm not interested. You didn't treat me any kind of way. Let me go in a restaurant and somebody start mistreating me. They'll, they'll know too. Ma'am, you know what? You can't serve me no more. You can't, y'all think that, you don't, you don't think that's ever happened? Ask, ask my leaders who went, went out to dinner. Y'all remember that? Um, get this brother off my table. He don't, he don't, he don't got no honor. A- ask my mother-in-law and wife who went out with me, uh, ma'am, and I told her too, ma'am, you, you can't serve me no more. You have walked past my table five times and went to that table nine times since you walked past my table five times. That math don't even add up. That's how much you don't want to serve me. Check, please. Can we talk about some dignity? Can we talk about being e established? Stop making people think you're doing, they doing you, they doing you a favor. And you got the bread of living waters? You got the bread of life, rather? <laughs> we got the bread of life. Peter said, where are we going to go? You got the word. Pastor, I had service on Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, sir, you did too, see? And did an afternoon service. Right when the game just getting started. On purpose. On purpose. On purpose. I see you this evening. Pastor Noah's Super Bowl? Yes. Let's, let's see where you established, man. Let's, let's, come on, come on. You want to go watch a bunch of people that's already arrived in their wealth? Or do you want to come back and figure out how to not cheer vicariously through somebody else and actually be a winner yourself? Come on, somebody. I wish I had six witnesses. Amen. Pastor, how do we get established? Are you all enjoying this word? I'm not going to give you too many scriptures, but I'm going to give you a few. Remaining established, or rather getting established, is a function of knowing God and what God said. So you've got to know the word to be established. You want to increase in the anointings? Come this evening. We'll talk more about that. The Lord say the same. But uh, remaining established is a whole other element. Write these three things down. Humility, overcoming, and obedience. Humility, overcoming, and obedience. Will you say that, please? Humility, overcoming, and obedience. That's how you get established. I'm not going to backslide because those main character traits are constantly active, active, excuse me, in my life. I'm going to be humble. God can teach me something. I'm going to overcome. Amen. Pastor Gould used to say, you got to get some chinks in your armor. That's overcoming. So many people, man, you, you, you get a slight anointing on your life. Boy, you ready to turn the world upside down. But you know what you got to get? You got you to get some chains. You got to get some experience. I'm going to show you some stuff. You, get, you know what the best thing for David was? Before he became the Levitical age of purpose, 30, was to go through shoveling sheep's mess and, and, and carrying armor and playing pianos and going to war himself. That was the best thing for David. You got to deal with lions and bears first before you go fight Goliath. Because if you don't handle a lion and a bear, Goliath's going to handle you. There's a process, y'all. Now we're going to disciple. There's a process of becoming in God. I'm not just talking about faith to receive a new job. Yes, I am, but that's not the only point of this lesson. I'm not just talking about faith to receive healing. Yes, I am, but that's not the only point of this message. But I'm talking about faith to never be confused, faith to never be thrown off, and faith to grow in God because you are in a system of development. Can I show you that in Scripture? 
If you'll go with me to 1 Peter, are you getting anything out of this? 1 Peter chapter 5 and 10. Most Christians don't develop because they spend all their life trying to not backslide. You can't go forward if you're always trying to stay kept. Boy, I said something. How are you going to move into your ministry and be who God called you to be? And and quite frankly, amen, you can't stay with God three days in a row. Uninhibited and uninterrupted by pornography, by some other vice out there. When you've been established, y'all, pornography gets gross. Because you say to yourself, logically speaking, half the women in pornography, amen, got God through sex trafficking, which is wicked. But add value to that. If they got got through sex trafficking, they've been made up to look like adult women, which means, quite frankly, you getting jollies off of a 14-year-old. And we call that perversion. Mile high perversion. That's off the charts. So there ought to be some things about the world at a certain point, it's just detestable. It's just something like, man, no, I just don't do that. And it's not because you got to tell me eight times not to. Everybody say, I will. Y'all back on the thing? If you will believe, you'll be what? But if you won't, you will How come some marriages don't make it? Come on, help a married crowd. Because of will. What the world calls it irreconcilable. That we just grew apart. You don't just grow apart. You willed apart. You didn't want to be together. You will. And and y'all, you know what people do when they really don't want something? You can hear it in their speech. They'll locate themselves. That's not where they really are. It's not even what they talk about. I can tell what you want within four minutes of talking to you. Because your will is going to come out. I could tell what you value within 10 minutes of talking to you because your will, what you really want in life, what you really value. You know how I know you're a family man? By the time we finish talking in 15 minutes, you're going to tell me about your wife and three kids because they're at the core of your heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, mouth speaks. Amen. Will is not something you can fake. You can try to for a season, but it's going to always spike out. And the bottom line is, is we got to get back in the trenches, y'all. Come on, let's learn today. And we got to take churches back through character development, which, number one, requires humility. You don't have to confess this, but the truth is, sometimes you need to say out loud, I'm not right. I ain't right. You know, I challenge everybody that's right, but right now, I'm not right. No, I was, not only was I wrong in what I just said, my life is wrong. I'm not going, am I helping anybody? Do you want to be established? I'm not going in the right direction right now. I'm more thrilled with the world than I am the things of God. I'm not right. This is not what God wants. It takes humility to do that. And that, y'all, that'll take you 100% out of the category of backsliding because now your will has been conformed to the will of God. You know, the reason why us saying certain things throws people off, like this is sin, that is sin, that is sin. Since when was sin offensive? I don't, I don't understand that. In the church, we let that foolishness in. Oh, he keeps it real. He deep. No, that's what's in the Bible. It, ain't nobody keeping nothing real? I like, oh, man, they keep it real over there. I don't keep nothing real. That's just... That's the word. 
And so when you open up the word, you say, oh, yeah, no, no, that's not accurate. I'm establishing on the word of God. You're not like, oh, yeah, buddy, that he is deep. No, he's not. He preached the word of God, but it takes the people of God so much to just get the idols of this world off of us, y'all. We got 12 things on us right now that God never ordained us to have. You wasn't supposed to be a part of it. You wasn't supposed to pledge it. You wasn't supposed to get in it. I don't care what it is. It was not God's will, but all that rationalization, all that other stuff. And as a result, every time you try to do something for God, it takes you seven months to do it because you got to get rid of all the idols that have kept you from being what? Established. So let's look at 1 Peter 5 and 10. And I love you this morning, but I want you all to get this. Amen. 1 Peter 5 and 10. And I, I like 1 Peter because before you get to verse number 10, just in case somebody is sitting in their seat saying, who does he think he is? Just look at verse number 2, and, and I, 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 it'll give you an indication of who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing Sunday in and Sunday out. Um, I'm shepherding the flock of God, which is among me. I'm serving as an overseeing, not out of compulsion, but because I want to, because of will. Because some of us are still left that know we're supposed to be making disciples. <laughs> Everybody say, he's a shepherd. We're not controlling anybody's life, but we are you know how you know we're not in control? Because you can stand up right now and nobody want to say anything. This is not a cult. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. You leave whenever you want, come when you want. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is an at-will church. But you can't go to an at-will church and fight everything, the whole message, and I think we're going to say, hey, 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 why'd you come? <laughs> Preach, Gabe. Uh-huh. What are we doing? What is, what is kingdom meeting about next week? Getting you in the kingdom? Grooming you? So everybody coming to the meeting, guess what? They're going to be kingdom driven, right? That's what we came for. You know what people do at football games? What's the easy answer? No, they watch football. That's what it's for. They laugh and play, but ultimately it's about the game. So somebody, just tell your neighbor, no, no, listen, we disciple over here. We grow in God. Yeah, that's what we're doing. That's our difference. I feel like somebody needs to hear that as a church. It might be a visitor kicking the tires. I don't know if I'm going. Okay, so let me be clear. You're going to hear a lot of messages like this. Because over here, we groom and disciple people. You figuring out, oh, yeah, yeah, they kind of, the music was great. You know, okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know what we do, though? We don't let people stay stuck on stupid. We, we go ahead and we, and we disciple people. Everything I said about Hebrew Israel earlier was because some young man is pondering that stuff. If not that, confusion. And that stuff comes out of perversion. So you know what we do in our messages? We get in that. Because that's what's going to make somebody backslide because they're not E. All right, now go to verse number 10. I feel like I had to do a little heavy lifting today, but I hope you're getting it. First Peter 5 and 10. But may the God of all grace who called us to eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Now, here's how you get established. Remember, chinks in the armor. After you have suffered a while. Are y'all getting this? Is this good, Mom? Chinks in the armor. Chinks in the armor. Persecution for the believer is suffering. Not 
willfully going through sickness and disease. No, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. But the timeline between amen and manifestation sometimes could feel a little like suffering. Could feel like, God, when are you going to manifest that? Well, God, even in that window, as you are growing faith, he is grooming establishment. He is making you firm in the things of God. You know what? You never prayed like you prayed in this last season when your body came under attack. <laughs> you, you never got up with God like you got up with him in this last season when your wife told you she was getting ready to leave. You know what happened? You prayed. You got up. And you know what that was doing? Yes, you were praying about the marriage, but it was establishing it. Yes, it was. It was making you. God, a, a hunger, and I didn't tell you God created the trial, amen, but a hunger was being conditioned in you. And one of the things that pain does is it makes you adjust your life in such a way by which you never want to feel that pain again. How many people in here ever touched a hot iron? I had. Let me tell you what I don't do. Touch hot irons. It has groomed me. I got a chink in my armor relative. Man, I cut my hand a year or two ago, and every time I see my wife cut onions, her hand could be way back here. I'd be like, baby, move your hand. <laughs> Amen. Because I got an experience with a cut. Are you seeing that? Amen. All right. So once you get some chinks, you suffer a while. Look at this process of being established. God is going to perfect groom and mature you. Now I'm helping my young men, young ladies, and people alike. You are at this church so you can perfect, groom, become. You are not, do whatever you want with this, you are not up yet. You're not. You're not up yet. You haven't come around the corner yet. Some of you in the room right now, I'm discipling. You only a mere eight to six months from the last major blowout in your life. You are still a novice. God is not going to take a novice and put him on the front line. I don't have no help. Remember, remember what I said in the beginning? I said, this message is going to help somebody. I didn't come to inspire you today. I came to help you. And when you are in development, y'all, when you're in the oven, just stay in the oven, though. Like, don't, don't get anxious and start getting off on other stuff and reading, oh, you know, Pastor Rogers, he, he, he good, but, you know, I got my hands on this book by X, so-and-so, and, you know, uh, Ralph Pizar X said that, um, you know, the black man need to be more informed about, you know, because we, you know what I mean, we're not ignorant enough, so now we're going to read other ignorant statistics. You know, and that stuff has raked our community over the coals historically. You know, we always write vague songs. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. <laughs> pay attention to what? We, we, that's us historically, y'all. Our stuff just be vague. It just be, you know what I mean? It just be vague stuff. We never land on something solid, something just established. It's quiet. Am I right, mama? And that's why people backslide. Because if you're not clamped down, if you're not firm on something, a storm is going to come that's going to shake you enough that the only way you're going to make it is because you are 
he stepped. I mean, that's the only way you came out of that thing. Because when the, oh, come on, Matthew 7, when the winds start blowing and the hurricane comes, there's got to be something in you that knows this is right. I'm not changing anything. I'm staying with God. I am established. Hallelujah. The devil knows it, my sister. Once you start going through and, and have a trial, amen, Mr. Wrong going to call you back right when the rent is due. Right when it is time to keep the lights on. He going to call you back. He was the one paying for everything before. And he going to call you back in the nick of time and knock on that door again. Keep that door shut. And be established in God. Character development. That's what I'm preaching. Character development. Because after you've suffered a while. After you've learned a while, after you've gotten under somebody and groomed a while, God's going to, through that, perfect you. Mature. Everybody say, I need to mature. mature. Did you know before I got married, I wasn't ready to pastor yet? I was called to pastor, but did you know I wasn't? Uh Uh-uh. I wasn't ready to pastor yet. No, sir. Uh Uh-uh. I was a church elder, but I sure wasn't ready to pastor. No, 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 no. You know what God had to do? He had to perfect I got to get some stuff in you before I get something out of you. But there's a message, and I think I'm going to preach it. Y'all, don't fight the process. When you're in a process of grooming and growing, just like, Lord, whatever you're doing, man, yeah, work me out. Make me into who I, you know what I mean, who I'm called to be. You know, I'm going to do what you told me to do in the context by which you told me to do it. And that's going to establish me. And then what's going to start happening once I get established? And I get strengthened. I love these words. And what does it do? Y'all, then you settled. Did y'all get that? You know why? Now I'm to preach a little faith, Gabe, in your last 10 minutes. You get character development. You also get faith development. And when your faith develops, I don't care what the bad news looks like. I don't care what the bad news sounds like. You know what you are? Settled. (laughs) You firm. Doctor said, well, you know, that stage four seems to be spreading and this is going on. And, you know, you're doing what the doctor says do because maybe that's your corresponding action. Did you know God is okay with you going to the doctor? Yes, yes. You go to the doctor, you do what you're supposed to do. But you staying in faith, you standing on God and all those kinds of good things. And they're saying it's just getting worse. It ain't looking like it's going to. And, yeah, yeah, that's okay. I don't look at the things that are seen. I have become settled in the revelation that by the stripes of Jesus, I am what? healed, and I'm going to walk through this in an established way. Somebody say amen. The enemy is most afraid of the matured you. The baby you doesn't scare him because babies fluctuate. Babies, amen, are moody. You watch little Reggie at the start of the day. He happy. He had those little legs floundering. He good. Catch up with little Reggie a mere 20 minutes later. And he having a moment. Are y'all getting this? Because little Reggie is a baby. He's not a threat to anybody. But what is threatening is a grown, powerful man that knows who he is in God, that can stay settled for six years in a row. Not backslide, not almost fall off. Amen. Amen. 19 months with no pornography, nothing but God, nothing but the Holy Ghost, nothing but loving my wife, nothing but doing right. That is an arsenal to the enemy. 
So what the enemy is most afraid of is the what you? The matured you. Look at that in the scripture with me. Go to Hebrews 11 and 24. And I'm getting ready to wrap up. Somebody shout hallelujah. Maybe we'll talk a little more establishment later. But y'all, this is so important. Hebrews 11 and 4. It is the matured you that, 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 that most certainly scares him the most. Look at my translation. It says, by faith Moses, when he was grown, he refused to be called the son of what? Pharaoh's daughter. Do y'all see that? When he was grown, he refused to be associated with the world. When he was a full man, he no longer wanted to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Well, but wait a minute. The son of Pharaoh's daughter was the one who had groomed him when he was a baby. Are y'all getting this? But when he became a man, how many of y'all know he put away childish things? He put away the world. Uh-oh. He put away the things of the world. I used to think this way about the world. Now I don't. I don't need the world like that. Now you're becoming a weapon of mass destruction. Are y'all following with me? Go to verse number 25. And he chose. Everybody say his will. He chose. What did he choose to do, pastor? Suffer the oppression with God's people rather than experiencing the fleeting enjoyment of sin. I choose to stay on this side than to go on that side. So I say amen. amen. And verse number 26, look at this, mom. He valued disgrace for Christ above treasures of Egypt for, ah, he was looking ahead to his reward. How many people in here, you looking ahead to a legitimate reward? You're looking ahead to something bigger and greater than where you are now, and you're going to stay established with God in the here and now. Somebody shout hallelujah. Boy, that's good stuff. I'm looking ahead. I know, y'all, if I make certain decisions uh, in this season of my life, to anybody I'm talking to in the room, there are rewards ahead because I refuse to be associated with the world on its standards, and I became a man, and maturity is where you're going to get your rewards. Maturity being established is where you're going to get your victory. Hear me, y'all. Some of you in the room, I'm saying this in so much love. You know why the devil keeps you in and out on a hiatus? Today you on, tomorrow you off? Because, y'all, that is the cycle of pain. That is the cycle of holding your stuff back. Because you're not established, you hit or miss, manifestation is always missing. But, boy, oh boy, once you get in a cycle... Put it on the screen. Titus 2 and 7, we going home. Last scripture. (laughs) Once you just get in that fixed cycle, somebody say, my heart is fixed. Come on, say it again. My heart is fixed. fixed. And all things, say, cool, show who you showing. No, who you showing? Uh, Do you need to do it for me or do you need to do it for? And how many things? All things show yourself or what? You don't know what patterns mean? I've been establish a pattern of what kind of work good works (laughs) good works yeah don't rejoice because you could do this you could do that rejoice that your name is written yeah there's that humility y'all seeing that what were the other two humility what over coming and what's the last one let's face it you know who you like to listen to more than anybody Somebody that overcame. Yes. That's what makes us powerful preachers. 
We're not upstarts. This ain't a fresh new thing for me. <laughs> He's talking about years of rich overcoming, years of tried and true victories, of stuff that didn't look like what it was going to be in the end, but we were established. So we make strong statements like, no, I'm smarter than you now. Listen to me, because I know what the rewards look like when you've been established. When you stay with God and you say, no, uh-uh, no, I'm not leaving God. I don't care what this looks or feels like. I'm going all the way with him. Y'all, when I tell you guys, and I'm closing, backsliding ain't on the docket. It's not a conversation point. Do you all have that? It's not something that, that is even in our vernacular vocabulary, something that we consider or think about. I'm not going to raise your, your hand, have you raise your hand if you thought about backsliding this week, but I want you to tunnel through that. When you mature in God and you are established, man, the rewards are going to be so phenomenal. You mature in God. I want you to consider, because I'm a groom of mature church, consider the amount of people that you've seen walk the aisles on any given Sunday, come down here, get legitimate words of knowledge, get their words on track, perhaps even join a church. And consider the amount of people you've seen do that down through the years and ask yourself one question, where are they And why? Because they were not established. That's it. Now, that's the lesson, y'all. They were not established. No, you didn't leave a good church because the pastor had a wife and a girlfriend. You didn't leave because of some other scams or frauds, right? The only reason why you not in a place, and I don't know, maybe somebody's streaming today that needs to hear this. You're not in a place where you should be is because you are not. Now, what's the danger of something that's not established? Come on, flight attendants. Help me teach this. Carefully open the doors because some luggage may have shifted in flight. The danger of stuff shifting in flight it's not bolted down, you could get hit in the head. <laughs> yes. Y'all, I'm going to say something, and I'm closing, and I love you, boy, oh, boy. I'm going to pray this week, say, Lord, give me something inspirational. But I'm going to say this, and I'm going to close. There is a place in God to where you were so locked in with him and so wanting more of him that life becomes... All but, notice how I say this, all but a bed of ease. Because you with God, boy. And you, it don't matter what it look like, y'all. Your, your heart's so fixed because you know the character of God. You know you're good with God. You know you don't have 12 things you did that God didn't say not to do. And you know God going to vindicate you. I said, you know it. You know God going to do what? You know it. You know, you don't, there's no discouragement. There's no downtroddenness. You know God's going to vindicate you because you have been established. You've matured. You've matured. Little Joshua over there is sleeping, about a year old, something like that. And, man, I want y'all to consider something. His dad 
six foot five, maybe. You know, good, probably 260, 270 easy. That, that's who his dad is. Okay, you look at him right now, it's deceptive. Did y'all miss that? I mean, that little fella, it's deceptive. I mean, right now, even me, Dave, I could pick him up and toss him in the air. All that Try that in 30 years. <laughs> he got his dad's genes, baby. And in 30 years, his dad played basketball against LeBron James way back when. In 30 years, he's going to have the same genetic. I mean, he's going to be tall. He's going to be... He's going to be able to do all of that. So why, why did I tell you what I told you? Your biggest threat to the enemy is to grow up. <laughs> you remain a baby, you can't do nothing but take naps. Take naps, spit, drool, do a stinker every now and again. <laughs> but you mess around and mature, you're going to be a weapon of mass destruction. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. You get perfected in God. Come on boys. This is encouraging now. Boy, you just stay over there with pastor, get perfected in God. Stay out of all the weird stuff. I just now, nah, nope, nothing weird. No, that sounds crazy. Nope, mm-mm, no. Y'all, just get real careful. Nah, that just sound weird. You know, let's go to the corner store. Nah, I don't go to stores on the corner. You got to find one in the middle, but not on the corner. I don't do corner stores. Just no corner stores for me. I used to go to corner stores. I don't go to, if, if it say, hey, meet me at five points. I don't meet at points. I don't do none at points. Dave, remember we used to go to five points? Yeah, <laughs> I don't do none at points. No, no, no. We got to find another place to meet. Y'all, you get that careful with your life. Real careful. Nah, I just don't get close to that stuff, man. I just don't need it no more. There are some things, I'm getting ready to give you revelation. There are some things you can legally do, but you still don't need to do. The Bible says all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. There are some things they're lawful. You could do it. You will go to heaven being able to do it. But because you know you, you know you, and you just, I can't get close to that stuff. Because once I get close to that, that leads me to that. And I got to stay out of habit-forming behavior. So I stay away from that because that, that makes me weird. And then I end up going over there. And then I, so I just don't, I don't do nothing like that. That's just my style. Now you do what you got to do, but y'all, that'll keep you. Did I help somebody today? That'll keep you established. I'm closing. That'll keep you on the right side of right, baby. You'll be knocking it out the park in life. I hope I didn't bore you. That'll keep you from messing some stuff up. I see my young men back there. Hey, Jeff, y'all remember uh, training them? I'd start talking about just staying away from the spirit of stupid. You know what I mean? At the altar the other day. Y'all, that's right. That's true. Like, just really consider people down through the years that did things that just didn't make no sense what so ever. Do you know most of the men that you see in Ponzi schemes, they were already rich? Think about that. 
they were already rich. You know, a lot of people that you see make bad decisions about where they're going to live and what they're going to be doing next. Like, they, they, they had a free ride. Come on, let's, Dave, say, we're we in the same generation. Let's teach this together. You ever had a friend from way back when? He had a full ride. I'm just talking to them right now. Y'all listening. They had a full ride to X school, and they was going to pay for everything, and they just wanted them to run track. And they, they said, nah, I'm going to the community college, and I'm going to live with my girlfriend. Y'all ever met a guy like that? Okay. I'm not being harsh, y'all, but some things are just, I didn't say it. And later in life, baby, when you look back, I'm trying. Come on, old heads. Y'all just sit this one out. I'm talking to some young people for a second. You look back, you, ah! God, man. Man, they was trying to help me out. Y'all know what that phrase, help me out, means? Help me out of something really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, middle-agers. Come on. I mean, really, have you ever dated somebody you had no business dating? <laughs> and hindsight is, took a job God didn't take you to take, tell you take. Just, just a decision. And why do we do that? I didn't have time to really press in because we anti-mentorship. See, a mentor goes through everything so you don't have to. But we got an anti-mentorship, anti-listening spirit, and as a result, we don't ever jump, we don't ever get established. I'm not going to be that way. <laughs> I'm not 86 yet, but on my way there, Mama June, and you wear it so well. You know what? I'm not going to be that way. Amen. I want to be established in God. Y'all, I'm closing. You know, that's the best I got today. Amen. I don't know if that wasn't enough. Meet me at two. Maybe I have a new anointing. But right now, y'all, the press is, are you established? Firm. I'm not changing nothing. I'm not going to demean myself. I'm established. Come on, stand to your feet. Mm, 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 mm. Going back ain't in me. Going forward is my objective. God's perfecting me maturing me, perfecting me. I want to be made right in every area of my life. If you're here today, you don't know Jesus as Lord, I want you to come on down to the aisle and let's get saved, y'all. Let's get saved. Let's get saved. Let's get born again. If you're in here and you sort of lived in an anti-established life, there's been a, a real tune of pressing against God. Almost everything. And so you got to be humble to answer this altar call because I'm not going to I'm not going to dress it up. I want you to be honest this morning, transparent. And, and things, generally speaking, for you have been more anti-establishment. And I'm not talking about government right now. I'm just talking about just you, you don't get in systems well. You don't you don't you don't have a, a pattern when you look over your shoulder of a life to where you've been a finisher generally speaking finishing has not been something that has been of you 
in a general way. If that's you and you've battled that, I want you to come down.